fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. I'm Matt. And I'm Austin. And I'm Matt. And I'm Austin. And I'm Matt. And I'm Austin. Thank you for joining the six of us today. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, three of me, the two yous, and then that one other one I'm pretty sus about. Oh, yeah. He could be the imposter. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. Well, welcome to the show, though. This is the show where uh, <laughs> this is the show where we're taking a look at the Silver Scream albums by Ice Nine Kills and the horror movies behind the songs. Uh, I've never seen most of these movies. Hell no. Austin's never heard these songs, and we discuss. Them. Hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Austin doesn't listen to shit, brother. <laughs> so on the last episode, we checked out uh, track three which was a rash decision based on cabin fever, which we then watched uh, in this week's episode. Yeah, we're, we had a rash decision and we did, we did make our own rash decisions we, about, about listening and, and shoot. Yeah. For <laughs> but uh, this episode will not be watching either that song or that movie. We'll be listening to a different song and watching a different movie. We won't, yeah. We we what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is this the right show? Yeah. I What's, think what was what was the next one? What was the next one supposed to be? I don't know. We're we're going to We're going to do the next one. We're not going to we're not going to watch I, Cabin Fever this time. We're going to watch a different movie and listen to a different Oh, song. I thought you meant we were No. No. We're going to watch the same one. No. That's how you get the Cabin Fever. <laughs> All right. Oh, Austin, I ha- I almost forgot, dude. Second episode in, I almost forgot. We got to start the show with my horror question for Austin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um. <laughs> okay. Here's a good one. So the last movie we watched had a remake, uh, which a lot of horror movies have. What horror movie oh, yeah. do you think needs to be remade? Um, ooh. 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 That is a tough Well, that's a tough one because most of ones have been remade. Um, hold on. Let me th- let me pull one. Let me think real hard about this one. Because there has been Oh, you know what? I got Yep, I got it. Cuz I was like, let me think of a low obscure one <laughs> right. that like I had to pull one deep from my mom's library because my mom is like my my um I am her padawan and oh, that's awesome <laughs> she yeah and she she will pull out like these random obscure horror movies she either remembers renting when she's like pregnant with us or when she remember going to the movies and see uh you know from the 80s growing up at that time and there was one that she had referred to me that I've actually done a video about on YouTube called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. 
And um, the reason why there's nothing wrong with the movie, it's completely fine, but it was made for TV. And this was the 80s. Like, like I said, the movie's completely fine, but they can do almost no changes to it. Just modernize it and just the movie. I mean, they can do a shot for shot. That's fine. But right. yeah, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is a great, um, just story-driven horror movie that I recommend watching. Um, because one of the biggest reasons, too... It just has the same song playing through the whole movie. It's one of those uh, movies. But if you stick with it through the story, yes, I would love to see that remake. How, do, how does the song go? Can you sing it for us? Um, yeah, it goes uh, Uptown, Funk You Up. Uptown, Funk You Up. <laughs> <laughs> and that plays when the Scarecrow comes in and uh, Bruno Mars comes <laughs> through the cornfield. <laughs> that honestly sounds kind of terrifying. Yeah, that's why I didn't really go out. That's why it wasn't really that popular. People just because <laughs> no one knew who Bruno Mars yeah, was. They were just like, "Who's this five-year-old child?" <laughs> 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 They're like, "Get this kid off the set! <laughs> like, he's never gonna make it as a pop star." <laughs> and uh, little did they know. Yeah, I'm ready for that documentary to come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah Bruno Mars made sure that there was no evidence left of that movie <laughs> Jesus <laughs> kind of like... okay uh, that well is, good I, I, yeah. that, that was a good answer Austin <laughs> yeah good uh, good All right. great I feel like so... I'm a family feud <laughs> <laughs> if this, if this I, I am not normal, Steve Harvey get the Steve Harvey up there <laughs> yeah get the Steve Harvey <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Okay, so let, let's get into things here. Um, I, I let you guess on the last episode which movie you thought this next song would be based off of, and you guessed Friday the Thirteenth. Nope that is a that is a lie. I guess dirty. Nope, I guess dirty dancing. <laughs> You're lying, dude. Oh, I wish Ice Nine Kills did a song about dirty dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I could see it too. I could totally see it. They did it. It's just a whole concept album with Dirty Dancing. Oh, the whole album? It's all, it's all covers of all the songs. Well, though, it'd be covers of all the songs throughout the movie. I would love that. That's what I imagine it would be. <laughs> but it'd be like parodies, like lyrical right. changes. So I'm going to give you the title of this next song. Okay. And I want to see if you can, if you have any other guesses. Okay. okay? Well, of course. So the next song we're going to be listening to is uh, track four, and it is titled Assault and Batteries. Oh, and batteries. Yes. Oh, um. Do you have any guesses of what movie this might be? <laughs> Bad. Yeah, I actually might think of something. Okay. Um, at first, I was thinking. Ro- I was at first, I was thinking robots, and then I'm like, "What?" Co- I was like, "What horror movies have robots?" And it's fucking Chopping Mall, and that's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and I'm like, "There's," but. But then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I remember something. There's a trope through the Child's Play series that I, that, oh, I don't want to ruin it if this is the movie, but the mom checks to see if there's batteries in Chucky, and there isn't. And even in the sequel, Andy checks the doll to see if it has batteries. So that's the only thing I can guess is either Child's Play 1 or Child's Play 2. I don't know. Can I pick pick more than one? Uh. 
Sure. Then I would say both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the song is both of them. Let's listen to the song Assault and Batteries and find out if you're right or not. Welcome back. Uh, we just got done listening to Assault and Batteries by Ice Nine Kills. Uh, Austin, do you think you got it right? <laughs> no. I, no? I, I'm i pretty sure this one was Jaws. It, it was Jaws. You're correct. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so that definitely was Child's Play. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the song there? I thought it was really silly. Um, in a good <laughs> way. Um, I thought it was like... I love that they added all uh before we even get to um about the representation of it does on the movie. You could already tell that like based on the title Child's Play or not like the title but when you know that it's based off of Child's Play and you hear the xylophone and the nanan and boo boos you're like, "Oh wow." Um it, it's definitely going into that realm to feel like, you know, that kind of theme for the movie. It's like you're not going to do a a song about a movie like that and not implement anything, you know, and not utilize that. And, uh, and I, and I really enjoy that. Uh, listen audibly though. Would I listen to it? Maybe like outside of that. Um, but I do definitely feel like you would get some glares if you were blasting (laughs) that out of your car. (laughs) So, um, this is kind of the point in the ice nine kills discography where we get to the really campy shit. Okay. Like the more fun, uh, like song part, like gimmicky. Yeah. Which they definitely get into like the cheesy and campiness of like eighties horror movies and stuff like that. And you you Mm -hmm. can like, you can sort of feel that while you're listening to it. Yeah, for sure. I I just, I think that comes out of a place of respect for these movies, honestly. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, these movies are campy and silly. Let's be campy and silly with this. And 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 that's the thing. And that's what a lot of metal music is about too. I mean, when you have a, when you have a band like war and um, you know, that just does like a lot of, you know, bands in that nature that really do, or like Rammstein um, when they, have confetti and shooting fireworks, you know, and doing all that stuff. You know, it's all the hype and the fun and the play and the plainness of just aside from the music. And I think that's what kind of horror movies are. You know, it's like it's a movie, but then there's also all that gore and, you know, sexual nudity and comedy that it's like it's the fun. It, it's it's that same kind of aspect towards film as it is, you know, being on stage and doing that kind of uh gimmicky kind of stuff the kind of to kind of put up right. a show and uh oh yeah i definitely respect that and, and like i said it's like you you don't do a song around that and not implement something to kind of make that into its fall into its theme of what the movie is like so um i don't did, did you enjoy that though like yeah like i said for as like a songwriting aspect yes i really did um because it kind of reminded me of like a song that Extreme has called "Play with Me." Okay, and it does like that kind of thing too. 
where it's like the nursery rhyme type music implemented into it. Right. Um, I really did enjoy the fact that they put the, um, the, you'll see it, but they implemented the chant from, uh, from the child's play movies i was like oh, okay yeah they know that's how you know they know the movie because they said the exact words from that movie so that i do a do a dembula yeah so that can kind of lead into like my favorite parts of the song because that was one of them that i wrote down was the little voodoo chant Yeah, no, that that was definitely one of my favorite parts, along with, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but the chorus for the song, the, uh, you'll never grow up, you won't make it past six. It's like almost a parody yeah. of the Toys R Us jingle in a way, like the, I don't want to grow up, I'm a, I'm oh, a Toys R Us yeah. kid. Like, it's, like, the same sort of melody yeah. and everything. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's, like, uh, in one of the Halloween movies, the theme is, uh, um, like, the songs being sung is, you know, eight more days till Halloween, and people are like, that's uh, London Bridge is falling down. Oh, right. And, <laughs> so I do, I, I do like that. That's actually pretty funny. Because um, I thought the lyrics were funny, too, because the following line after that is that he's going to, uh, what is it, a two-foot doll, doll is going to make you his bitch. That's like, <laughs> right. I was like, it's really, it, it's really dark, but funny like that. Um, because like, even like it's a killing spree bitch. Like when it, when that's like yelled and the breakdown happens, I was like, oh, that's fucking great. Oh yeah. Um, and I do like the, so it's called assault and batteries and you're like, okay, that's a, that's a play on the words, um, from, you know, assault and battery. But then when the full lyric is, uh, assault and batteries included, I was like, oh, that should be the full title of the song. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, it really should have. It, it's both the lawful act and the fact that it's implementing that batteries, you know, uh, along with the toys. It'd be like, oh, that says it right there. Um, but. I, did enjoy I think that you're lyric. right on that. I yeah. think that should have been the full title. Because I don't know why they didn't. It's like, maybe they did, and they're like, that's too long, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But um, And then I think one of my favorite parts is the breakdown of the song, where they implement, like, the kids' toys. You know, with, like, the, like, yeah, yep. like squeak was... toys and, like, the xylophones. Like, yep, yep. That I was fucking, the one thing I was noticing too, and like having the girls like chant, like it's like uh either a nursery rhyme or like a playground or something. Yeah, right. I I think that's one of the only things that really turns me off of this song, though, is that na 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 boo boo stuff. Like, yeah, that's I what know. I that's what I was gonna say too. Is that like a songwriting aspect that's really fun. But then, as like I said, as for like a leisurely listening to, it could be really off-putting. Yeah, the, there are definitely times where I'm driving around like blaring this, and I'm like, I'm, "Next song," just because I don't want people yeah, to be like, "What the fuck is this guy down. doing? Like, what is that guy listening Man, to?" Bitch. <laughs> but I don't know. Just the fact that they incorporate those kids' toys reminds me of a. Uh, it actually reminds me of that Nirvana song, "Drain You." I don't know if you're much of a Nirvana oh, yeah. fan. 
but they sort of yeah. do the same thing where they have like the squeak toys and stuff and the little I wouldn't call it a breakdown oh, yeah. and drain you, but you know. Right. No, definitely like a heavy part and just random noises. Yeah, that's definitely uh, I think a lot of like um grunge and um shoegaze bands kind of mess with a lot of uh instruments and just random noises like that too. Right. Um uh definitely for sure. Um I like it because um me personally, I think I had said Child's Play 2 was one of my favorite horror movies. You did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to watch the second one. That is completely up to you if you ever plan on it. But the second one is so fun because it took it takes that idea of Chucky being like a toy and it totally just puts it to the extreme. Like okay. it really just takes it from the the first one it's like okay, it's not as much like it's not as much as the second one, but the second one just really goes with it. So, like, a lot of the kills in the movie are done with, like, childlike toys and stuff in that nature. <laughs> and uh, where it's kind of dark, but then you're like, yeah, if any movie's going to do that, it's going to be this movie. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you noticed in the lyrics, but there's, like, lyrics about, like, once he's planted his seed, you know, obviously, like, a reference to, like, Seed of Chucky and, like, Stitched Up by yeah. His Bride or something, you know, a reference to Bride of Chucky. Oh so, shit! Yeah, I didn't it, even pay attention. So to that. I think this is more of like a, it's based on a like you know the whole series. franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah, gonna probably. watch the whole franchise for this. Um, <laughs> we can. I got the box. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I I will say we're on our first uh, song here where I have seen the movie. I have seen Child's Play. Cool. But it it has been a long time since I've seen the actual movie. Yeah. Uh. I did watch a little bit of the TV show that was out recently, too. I've been meaning to watch that. I honestly think that's the only Child's Play thing I haven't seen yet. I think you should. I watched, like, half of season one, and I really enjoyed it. I saw a clip of it, and it... Honestly, I laughed so hard at it. Like, just the other day, that it made me go, Okay, maybe I will uh, subscribe to uh, Peacock just to watch (laughs) it, because... That's the thing that I love about the the series as a whole. It's always had its sense of humor to kind of, it's less of a, it's more of like the enjoyment slasher movie, not as much the horrifying slasher movie. And uh, yeah. you just go in there and just take it for what it is and just laugh your ass off. Uh, Brad Dorff just has some great lines throughout the whole movie's series. It's great. So I- I'm going to issue this. I think we should watch Child's Play 1 and 2. Okay, I I dubitably agree. I'm down to I'm down to do that if you um, are. Yeah, I've seen two so many times that I went back and rewatched one not that long ago, and forgot how how actually there's some moments in one that are some really suspenseful moments that it, it's great, um, like really just uh, edge of your seat suspenseful moments. Um, and two was just more of the fun. It's more of the fun slasher. Like if you would okay. tell me you would want to watch a uh, a slasher movie that would kind of be be like really interesting, but not something as cliche as Friday the Thirteenth, I would say Child's Play Two. Okay, because it's like it, it's like Cabin Fever, where there's like almost as many funny parts as there is scary parts. I gotta say, I was terrified of Chucky as a kid until I actually sat down and watched it. Same. 
Um, and I was like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, so I know I've talked about me watching horror movies all the time, but there was a time where I was afraid of Chucky. And I mostly saw the stitched up Chucky, and I think it didn't matter. Because it was like I would walk through the video store and like look at all the scary movies, and then it would just be Chucky on the cover. I'm like, nope, can't do it. Avoiding that. Oh, yeah. And, um, but there was like one point in like, I was probably, I honestly felt like it was late that I watched and go, oh, this isn't scary. And I binged watched it. I did the opposite effect. I, I had, uh, rewatched the second and third one so many times. And, um, the funny part is that, uh, I felt like that was late in life, but I was only nine. <laughs> I was like, right. I have to catch it with so much time lost. I'm like, wait, I'm still too young to be watching this. <laughs> Dude, to be fair, I was probably scared of Chucky until I was like 12. So nothing against you. Yeah, for that. it was just like, <laughs> no, it was definitely a terrifying face, both with and before the 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 chopped up, stitched up um, Chucky too. Like both of them are just such a uh, iconic like horror image that it's like just it's weird it's that brightness splash of color of the overalls and just the over angrily humanly looking face and uh right. and just the idea of just a two foot tall thing that can kill you <laughs> like like cut not kill you right away but fucking slash you up yeah like that's terrifying yeah just a two foot tall demonic doll that'll make you his bitch. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's a killing <laughs> spree. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna watch Child's Play one and two, then we're gonna come back and discuss it and see if the song you know captured the spirit of the movie that well and go from there. We're gonna give you the one two, and uh, and then we're gonna do some uh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Knowing us, there will be some Tim Allen grunts. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So we're going to watch those. Feel free to watch them along with us, and we'll be right back. Austin? We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Uh, we just finished watching Child's Play 1 and 2. Hell yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd seen these movies before, but I think I'd only seen Child's Play 2. Really? Yeah, like going back and rewatching them, I did not remember a lot of the first one. So you thought it was like the first one, and then you're like, oh, this is the second one. Yeah, I was like, when when is this going to happen? And it never did until I watched the second movie. And I was like, oh. I've done that with another movie series. I've done that with uh, Critters. Um, I've always seen Critters 2. And for some reason, when I saw one, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Never never seen Critters. Do you recommend it? It's uh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Okay. It's a little creature feature. So if you like uh, right. Child's Play of like little monsters, it's yeah. It's in that ballpark. Okay. It's a little fun. Second one gets goofy. They all roll into a big, like, pizza ball. If you're familiar with the Eric oh. Andre show. Oh, I am. Now I need to watch Critters, too. Two it. <laughs> it's Critters. Yeah, just watch Critters, too, for the pizza ball at the end. <laughs> like, once you see it, you're going to be like, God damn, that's a pizza ball. <laughs> like, oh, there it is. 
But anyways. Yep. Anyways. So yeah. Um God, how do we start this? How do we start the discussion here? Um uh, do we do we start with about the movie or how close about the song with the movie? Um here, okay. I'm gonna give a rundown of the movie, okay? For my memory. Yeah, go ahead and give me the rundown. Okay. Jim. So movie starts with sort of like an eighties, you know, like action action cop movie sort of feel. Yeah. In like New York or somewhere. Yeah, in the city. So Charles Lee Ray, a serial killer, is being chased down by a police detective who looks like Mark Ruffalo. And uh he chases him into a toy shop. Yeah, hell yeah. That's that's Chris Sarandon. Dude, okay. Hell yeah. So <laughs> getting right into that. I had no idea who that guy was at first. <laughs> and like halfway through the movie, I'm like, that's Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And the weird part is I know him from like other horror movies. I was going to say, I saw he was in the original Fright Night, which is by the same director. Mm-hmm. He is the bad guy in that. And, oh, right. is that the same director as Child's Play? Yeah. Who is Tom Holland, who fucking <laughs> yeah. directed this like 30 years before he was Spider-Man? That is crazy. Yeah. Yep. I, I, you know, he, he also made Psycho 2, which is an interesting movie. And, uh, oh. and then I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that Tom Holland. I'm like, Matt's definitely going to bring out fucking Spider-Man. I was like, I fucking <laughs> no. know it. And I was like, you have every right to, cause like by now, yeah. How could you not? But yeah. So, um, anyways though, so. Mark Ruffalo, Prince Humperdinck, chases Charles Lee Ray into a toy store where he shoots him and he starts to die and uses voodoo powers to transfer himself into a doll. Uh the the aforementioned mm-hmm. Chucky doll. Yep. Um and then shows little little Andy Barclay. Barclay is making breakfast in bed for his mom. Yeah, it wrecks that shit. And it's just like the worst yeah. breakfast. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh just absolutely horrible breakfast. This kid should not cook. It's the fact that the kid oh, here's one thing I do want to get into. Uh there's definitely a lot of themes in this movie because like from what you just described, um the whole this movie has a lot to unpack. Like at first off, you already have this thing about a serial killer. Okay, and then all of a sudden his body's magically in a doll, and you're like, okay, so we have a killer doll and a voodoo, you know. All right, what else can we throw on top of this? <laughs> and then uh, it basically turns into like uh, a kid is the kid telling the truth, or is the doll really alive? And I'm like, damn, how much more is this movie got to unpack? There, there really was a lot of stuff just sort of thrown at you here. Yeah. Like uh yeah, though like a lot of mystery. It kind of turns into like a when they start discovering some of the uh, stuff to it. It's kind of like a mystery, right? Um, thriller, but yeah, yeah. So um, it's the kid's birthday. <clears throat> he wants the good guy doll, which Chucky is. And yeah, the mom's like, I can't afford that. <clears throat> oh, that's another theme too. Is um, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. But like um. Is the because uh, this is at the time of like Cabbage Patch dolls, and it just um, I forgot the director and the writer, but that's made like all of these movies. 
But uh, he did say a lot of it was inspired by like that capitalism, like over craziness. Like I got to buy, I got to have it kind of uh, marketing scheme, you know, towards kids. Like that was a big theme that was mostly around that movie. So there's, yeah, on top of all the other shit. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. uh, So the mom's at work later and she, uh, her coworker friend is like, Hey, there's a scalper outside with one of the dolls. So she goes and buys. Oh it. yeah, the sexy man. Yeah, <laughs> it's the '80s. It was a different time. You just bought you just bought dolls in the back of alleyways. Yeah, you know, it was a I different mean, time. You can still do that nowadays. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, I don't know. Just the '80s alleyways seems like a lot cooler. I mean, you had like literally Ninja Turtles, you know, <laughs> lurking between there and uh, fucking. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. <laughs> it was a glorified time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> buying dolls off of uh, panhandlers that happen to be oh, yeah. serial killers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she gets the panhandle doll, uh, brings it home. Kid's super excited, and then immediately, pretty much, Chucky reveals himself. Not in a sexual way, but like a. Uh, <laughs> like, immediately, though, Chucky's just like <laughs> they show you why they call me Chucky. <laughs> But no, like, just no, like, trying to hide it or anything. He just starts talking to this kid, basically. Like, telling him he wants to watch the news and shit. Yeah, but the way they film it, it's like, it's so, it seems authentic because, like, you don't really see Chucky say any of those things and you hear Andy just say those things. That's true. But the reason why you believe that Chucky says it is because it sounds like stuff that no kid would just come up with. Yeah. Like, right. uh, what he's like, what he's like, uh, Chucky said the bitch deserved to die or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no, kid like, doesn't if, know that. If my kid said that, I'd be like, uh, you're you're fucking evil. <laughs> like, right? It's like it's either that or like, goddamn, maybe that doll is alive. Maybe that is a full grown ass man in there. Right. But uh, yeah. So then Chucky kills the kid's babysitter, which was fucking brutal yeah. i thought honestly i love the i love the awkward pause before she gets hit in the head with the hammer like it's just like she <laughs> right. doesn't do it she just stands still and i'm like well what is it bang and she gets it like in the face of it and uh, i'm like so i like to believe <laughs> that she like actually legit saw him like coming towards her and she just froze. oh yeah i mean fair you know <laughs> but, i don't know what i do you saw a little little man running on your kitchen counters <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, get down. <laughs> yeah, so he knocks her out the window, she dies. Uh Mark Ruffalo cop comes and investigates. Uh they think Hell yeah, Chris Serene. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Mark Ruffalo cop. <laughs> because like he's the reason why Susan Serene didn't Susan Serene. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead Is that our first Tim it. Allen grunt of the episode? <laughs> Oh, the episode, yes. Okay. And there will be plenty of more. I expect more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they think Andy did it. Andy's like, no, it was Chucky. Everyone's like, Andy, you're crazy. Uh, and then the next day... You know what would be interesting is if that... if the It could only have been done with the first movie, but it was already marketed that it was a killer doll. I think it would have been really interesting if they left it a mystery and then Ooh. you didn't find out to the end if the kid, you know, if the doll was alive or the kid, you know, or the kid was the actual one doing it. Right. Like they could have uh, 
not done the scene with him like getting shot and everything until like a flashback later or something. Just start like with Andy yeah. making the breakfast. Kids just get sh- fucking shot. <laughs> but uh, like I said, the eighties was a different time. But uh, <laughs> but like the thing is, it's like even even if you did a remake and did that now, people are like, okay, you can't just have it not be Chucky, right? Which uh, I'm sure we'll get into remakes in a little bit here. Oh yes, I know. I'm, I'm holding <laughs> that for the back burner, but uh. Yeah, so next day, Andy takes Chucky to school, and he convinces him to skip school and go to his partner's house, where he blows up his house. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking... I, if you do a drinking game for how many times Andy says Chucky in that scene, you'd probably be, like, just as dead <laughs> as whatever the fuck's in that house. Right. I gotta say, uh, Andy was, like, two feet from the house when it blew up. <laughs> yeah, man. How many times like I say it? Eighties is a different time, <laughs> right? That, that's true. People were people were more uh, adept to explosions back then. You you'd be fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, have you, what eighties movie have you seen where there hasn't been somebody jumping from an explosion? <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> like it was so it was so common. It was like the COVID of the eighties. I mean, at the beginning of this movie, Mark <laughs> Ruffalo cop gets struck by lightning, basically. And he's fine. Yeah, like he has the same thing. Literally, that store explodes, and it's like, why? It's lightning. Like he, he's just fine. <laughs> like, people were durable back then. Yeah, <laughs> people were durable. Triple A, double A, you name it. But uh, yeah, they blow up the dude. Uh, they take Andy into custody, and then so the mom freaks out, goes home, grabs Chucky, and is like, "Talk, damn it." And then the whole uh, battery scene happens, which I thought was so good. Yeah, so the whole Duracell that you were just <laughs> mentioning, <laughs> it goes in full circle. It really does. But uh, no, that battery scene I thought was like so tense and suspenseful. Yeah, because it's like she like swats at him and he's underneath the... like. It happens to, he happens to have fallen and rolled underneath the couch. And that's when you're like, it's the monster of their bed. I'm like, yeah. as cliche as it is, it never gets old. Uh, Cause it, it's like, what am I going to fucking see? And then the fact that he still doesn't do nothing really builds up the anticipation. Cause you're just like waiting for him to do it. Right. And you're like, he's going to turn alive and it's going to be fucking crazy. Dude. Once he finally does too, that's like, he's menacing as hell. It's so rewarding. Like, yeah, uh, I can't even think of a comparison of what that's like. I'm trying to think of a movie where like, uh, it's like there are any of like Marvel movies where Thor like finally gets his like hammer or something after so long and you're just like waiting for it or oh, yeah, something, yeah, that, something in that nature. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's plenty of movies like that, but this one does it great. <laughs> Cause I think it's like 50 minutes in or yeah. something. And it's the first time you really see uh Chucky as himself yeah and it's crazy and did you notice that like throughout the movie uh he actually starts to look more human i Um, didn't notice that until uh i was watching like a youtube video about it like just earlier today and i was like oh yeah yeah because it's like he just gets uglier and nastier looking by the yeah yeah i did not notice that at all while watching it (laughs) but but i love that they did that oh yeah it's like attention to detail with the uh with everybody in the uh, cost, not the costume, but the special effects department. 
But uh, so anyways, so after Chucky reveals himself to the mom, he like runs away, right? Like Chucky does to go find Andy. Yeah. Yeah, and then she finds uh, Chris Sarandon. What is it? Mark Ruffalo cop. What is it? Chris Sarandon is that his name? Yes. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, he's so she, in a, um. He's also in another horror movie called The Sentinel, and that's really fucking creepy. Oh, by okay. the way, that's yeah. He's I guess he's just like a horror star. Now that I, I think about it, I just know him as Prince Humperdinck and Mark Ruffalo cop. Hell yeah! <laughs> but uh, she goes and finds him. Uh, she tries to convince him, and he's like, "No." And then he. I don't remember how they come across Chucky again after that, but um, she leaves because he doesn't believe her. So he goes back to the police station to get the files. And while he does that, yeah, that's when he's in his car. And honestly, when I, um, I watched this movie all the time as a kid, but as I got older, when I actually got my license and learned how to drive, I realized that is the most terrifying fucking scene out of that whole movie. Yeah. Cause I'm like, man, if you were just driving and just flooring it and you're in your like metro area and already doing that alone is like, I'm going to fucking die. But then when you got like a knife going through the back of the seat and up the ass of the right. seat, I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And especially once the car flips over and he's upside down because it's like you're so vulnerable and you just have this little fucking doll running around. Like, what could be more terrifying? Yeah, for real. I got to say, though, the car chase, like before he flipped the whole time, I'm like, why don't you hit the brakes? Yeah. And then it shows him go to hit the brakes and they just like fall off. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, that's how that works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chucky's a mechanic. (laughs) apparently yeah. and then i i love the shot of like it shows uh the pedals and chucky's just pushing down on the yeah gas you pedal. just see like his little like hand just like revving it up yeah it's fucking great but uh yeah so flips the car cops like yeah okay chucky's real now and then uh they go do they go get andy i think they go to the voodoo guy first and then they go to the hospital okay then doesn't Andy like escape? And- yeah, that's that's fucking yeah. crazy. Why does like a hospital like that have a uh, have an electric shock uh, helmet? Oh, dude, that death was so brutal. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, most brutal death in this movie. Um, at least the explosion was a quick way to go. No, I would have to say I would have to say the voodoo guy, uh, John, when he gets his fucking oh, doll. Yeah. Yep. That oh, just hearing the crack, dude. What great sound effects of just sounding like lumber cracking of just his fucking bones just get twisted. It's like ah, oh, it makes you cringe every time. Right. Yeah. No, I I forgot about that. <laughs> but no, that was definitely not a great way to <laughs> the electric shock treatment. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but after that, Andy runs home. They all go back to the apartment to try to rescue him, and uh, of course, Chucky shows up, and they they have their little showdown. Yeah, the big old showdown. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what even happens there? They lock him in the fireplace and set him on fire. So a lot, yeah, a lot happens. Yeah, yeah. the first they get him in the uh, the fireplace, they light him on fire, 
And then he's running around still alive. And that's when he's chasing him and his mom between uh between the bathroom and like the oh, bedroom, yeah. the master bedroom, I think. And then that's when he actually gets shot by his limbs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then get- even after that, that's when Mark Ruffalo <laughs> Mr. Sarandon comes in and uh his partner or whatever comes in and doesn't believe him. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like he just doesn't he just keeps going and going. You're like, oh my god, how many times is this motherfucker gonna die? Yeah, because okay, they light him on fire, they shoot off an arm, they shoot off a leg, and then they shoot off yeah, his head. Like the heart. Yeah. yeah. And then uh yeah, Which I fucking- love because that ends up not being it's the only movie that mentions that. Just shoot him in the heart. Like every other movie, like after this, just it's like, yeah, we won't follow that rule. Right. <laughs> that kind of makes it anticlimactic. It's not a fucking vampire. And it's like, <laughs> right. well, we're dealing with voodoo, so But yeah, they, they shoot him in the heart finally after he's burnt and decapitated and delimbed. And then it just kinda ends. Delimited. Delimited. Yeah. Because he died. Yeah. That's where the story ends. Forever. And then they stop <laughs> making like those perfect. movies. And it never happened again. <laughs> but then suddenly money broke out in a sequel. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's my that's my rundown of Child's Play 1. Was there anything important that I missed? Um, Yeah, there's a fucking lot that you missed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> did you even know? No, I'm just kidding. Um. No, that's pretty much as for the rundown of the plot. Lot, yeah, it's like a synopsis. Yeah, that is definitely a lot to kind of bring yeah, in. No, if you've like it's never a, seen it before. It's a very intricate story, I'd say, for a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about the voodoo of it? Did you know that it was always voodoo that was made him alive? Um, I think so. Like, I wasn't surprised when they mentioned it's voodoo. Some- because it was something I was like, I always knew as a kid that Chucky was a killer doll, but then I realized, I didn't ever realize how, and then it just seems kind of weird, but then it also seems really freaky as well. Like it's a, uh, right. like it's a really big freaky element to throw into there. Yeah, like it does make it more like a supernatural than just yeah. being like a doll gone evil. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the movie knows when to kind of not take itself too seriously. Because uh, I'm glad that so far we've watched kind of oh, funny yeah. horror movies, like with Cabin Fever being really funny, and uh, with this being really, like, I think there were just like, we know we gotta kind of throw some humor in it. Because, uh, do you have a favorite moment of this movie, Matt? Ooh, of of, of Child's Play 1. Yes. Hmm. You give me your favorite moment, and I'll think of My it. favorite <laughs> moment, okay, horror-wise... I really do enjoy the. Sh- I it's really freaky of the shot where um, Chucky's on fire and he's like hunting after Andy and Andy's crawling back and you just yeah. see this image of how fucking big he looks compared to him and just steam like smoke is just coming off of him as he's charred. It's like holy fuck, I'm about to die. Like it's a really creepy uh, shot, but uh, comedically. I fucking love the part where he's in the elevator and uh, the girl's <laughs> like, man, what an ugly doll. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you don't even see him say it. You just hear it as the elevator moves. It's great. <laughs> right. 
Okay, I, I agree with you on the comedic part. I, I think that is the funniest part. But um, I think my favorite horror part was, once again, the battery scene, like that whole ordeal. Oh, yeah, that Basically is Basically really from the lead great. up of her getting home with them to like uh, the batteries falling out, yep. her investigating, and then him coming to life. Just all of it. And then do you see how like um, the song kind of plays, Assault and Batteries, kind of takes place? Oh, yeah. With, uh, yeah, that's definitely, definitely interesting. Cause like when you, when I originally saw the song title, I was like thinking about it and I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot how much of like a big element that I actually is into the child's, well, at least the first two movies, especially the first. I was going to say, it definitely does come and play again in number two. Yes. But, but uh, before yeah. we hop out of there, um, yes. do you think there was, any ridiculous shots of Chucky, like at all? Any just moments that seem kind of silly? Uh, what like that didn't look that good or anything? It just it it looked off. Like any things that just stuck out to you when you saw Chucky move? Like any like I like good ones was the one I just described. But then like was there any bad ones that you're like, oh, it looks pretty bad? Honestly, not that I noticed. I thought it held up super well, like effects wise. There is a couple, I believe so too, especially the movements of like the animatronics part. Yeah. But, um, there's like one shot that kind of made me giggle of when Andy's in the hospital and he like looks out the window and you just see clearly just this little person. Oh, like running up the stairs. Just walking up these <laughs> stairs. Yes. Okay. It kind of made me giggle a little bit. Okay. There is also one scene where, Chucky just like falls on top of Andy. And I was like, they just threw a kid on top of that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's near the end, isn't it? When they're fighting in the apartment. Yeah. Yep. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It just reminds me of like when you would see, I don't know if you ever watched Alf as a kid, but. Um, not really. There would be once in a while because Alf was mostly puppeteered, but once in a while you'll see somebody in a suit for him. And it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I know, like, other than, like, I guess other than, like, far away shots where they have, like, an actual person as Chucky, like, any time that actually, like, showed Chucky and, like, his face and all that, I thought it looked fantastic. Yeah, like, it was, belie- I think that's what makes it creepy is that, like, it does this thing to make you forget that you're watching a movie and you're like, that seems pretty fucking real. And, uh, yeah. Because if if it didn't fall through, you would be reminded, oh, yeah, this is a cheap budget. You would see more of the production side of what you're watching. And then you realize, oh, this isn't enjoyable. This isn't escaping. This is actually, I'm like, I'm watching a movie. But um, but no, you know what's something? Do you happen to know who the mom is by chance? Um, God, I forget her name. Is it Catherine Hicks? Is that right? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes. And that's not an offensive term. <laughs> okay. It's her last name. It's not an offensive term. <laughs> but no, like, uh, I don't, I don't really think I recognized her from anything. If that's what you're getting at. So she's actually the mom of seventh heaven. Oh, so this, this would be our second movie in a row where somebody who stars in the movie is in a 90s sitcom. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're going to get the uh, uh 
the 90s sitcom horror movie cinematic universe yeah. going. Oh, you know what would be great? If you could do like a parody of like a bunch of intros and it's all slasher villains. Like oh, if dude. you did like a Saved by the Bell intro and it's like Saved by the Hell. There there and literally like, is that and I'll I'll send you one right now oh, for you to watch. I think I've seen the <laughs> Friends one. You know, now that I think about it, I think I've seen a Friends parody of like that. I, I know for certain I've seen a Full House one. I might have seen that one too. Now that you mention it, yeah, because um, because there's some movies that end with like dramatic credits where you just see flashes of like the people in the movie, mm-hmm. and every time my brother and I, uh, every time we'd see that, we would throw the full house theme over it, and it fit every <laughs> fucking time. Didn't matter what movie it was. <laughs> Dude, and I, one of them was the ending of Pet Cemetery Two, and it just shows all the people that died, and it. Dude, I'll have to see if I can dig that video up and post it. Please. It's fucking every time. (laughs) All right. Um, do you want to get into Child's Play 2? Um Yeah, you know what? I really thought you were gonna say no. (laughs) Oh, hold on. You know what? I am gonna say no. Okay. Because you know what's one another thing that bothered I you know, we're just gonna let me rant here. Yeah. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. You know what kind of bothers me about the first one now that I just recently watched this? The the whole ending, no neighbors say anything. Like, nobody, nobody, like, nobody. First off, you have a thunderstorm, like, from the uh, the seance. The police and the mom are, like, kicking down the door. (laughs) Pretty sure they shoot off a gun at some point there. Oh yeah. Have a fire, you know, no no smoke, can't smell smoke. Uh stabbing through the wall, screaming. Apparently there's no smoke alarms. <laughs> and gunshots right after that. And I'm like, no cops, no cops. You just gonna <laughs> no na- neighbors are just like, yep, this is this is everyday joyzy. Right. <laughs> but now that I got that out of my system. Okay. So moving on to one of your top five choices here. Yeah, yeah. I mean what I like to say was that it's possibly so great. You actually thought it was the first one. Yeah, no, there were a lot of scenes that I thought were from the first movie, but um, it's, it's one of those few movies that like, it's different from the first one, but it like, um, it kind of, most people would rather watch the second one than the first one. Like it's not a better movie, but most people tend to, I think want to watch the second one. I thought it was better. Indeed, indubitably. That's always that's always great to hear. Like I, I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more. I thought it was more fun, but also, uh, also scarier. Really? Yeah. Um, I think I was going to ask: Were there any moments in two that actually was creepy to you? Um. Yeah. So here, let me. Let me pull up my notes here. Do, 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 do. So, um, here, you know what? Let's, instead of me giving a rundown of the movie, how about you give me a rundown of the movie? Okay. I could, we'll sort of, I could do there. that because it gets somewhat ridiculous. And I, and I definitely want to point that out. <laughs> um, okay. So, Child's Play 2, this movie came out, I think, only a year or two after the first one. Um, here we have Andy. It shows us Andy. Is that the beginning of the movie? Yeah, it's pretty much the beginning of the movie. Um, well, first off, we see 
a Chucky get re from the first movie get fixed up and cleaned up at a toy place that is built. Um, CEO executives are looking into it, and uh, and for whatever reason, just because movie, uh, just lightning happens to strike the doll and it yeah. kills a guy. The C the CEO so, just goes hmm, okay, make sure the doll's right. okay, and then and then. <laughs> And then just says, you know what? Shove it up your ass. <laughs> so I have a question about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Was it just like a random, like electrical malfunction or did Chucky do that? Cause I didn't really understand. That <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Think okay. I know? I know it's supposed to be the horror expert. <laughs> Because, like, I think possibly Chucky's soul was still in it, and maybe just electricity from industrial-wise just, bang, sprung him into action, Frankenstein style. And just, uh... Right. And because voodoo magic lightning got struck in a pond, too. And it just killed the one guy, not the other guy, but the one guy. And, uh... <laughs> he's, uh... Man, his lawyers, I think, about suing. <laughs> And um yeah, that's that just yeah, that's that's my only theory on why. Okay. I, I just I wasn't sure if you had more info on that than I did. But. That's what I think that's mostly what I love about it. Because like the more I watch the movie, the more I like question that whole th- part. <laughs> and then like the more just how different it feels from the rest of the movie. Like it just feels and it's the fact that it's the first five minutes. They're like, we gotta kill somebody in the beginning of this movie. Like we can't just have everybody live for the first half hour. And it's like, would you even consider Chucky killing that person at that point? Or would it just see I don't know. I don't know if that counts as like his murder kill because it's just like an accident. Right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I'll, I'll I'll give that one an oops. We give it an oopsies, and uh, my, my client would like to claim oopsie daisies, <laughs> but uh, so that happens. And meanwhile, we see Andy at a foster care, no longer with his mother. I heard that Catherine Hicks had actually the story had wanted to have Andy's mom in the movie, but it really, but because of that, it really. Sh- shifts the story like a whole nother direction yeah because it would be a whole different movie if she did stay in it um but basically andy is at a child care but i guess Catherine hicks didn't want to do it see um, i heard that uh she was pregnant at the time oh you know what that might have been the case too yep um but so andy's at a foster care meanwhile he is picked up by the simpsons um that's the name of the family not the not the yellow people oh. <laughs> the the teeny tiny uh yoinkers but um so he gets picked up by a new family means well means his new sister his new foster sister kyle uh who's a troubled teenager and uh because because teenage movies oh yeah but uh i'm gonna give the synapses because i really do want to go back to like this whole thing yeah, but um, eventually, and uh, Chucky. Meanwhile, he is at his. He escapes by um, the CEO's like Mister Smithers. I don't know who <laughs> you consider that guy to be. Was was this just a Simpsons riff? The whole movie? Maybe you know, maybe. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Chucky, like in the script, like Chucky's just name is Bart. <laughs> like, but it, it could have been. Kyle could have been Lisa. Chucky could have been Maggie. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who that guy is, uh, what his role is in the business. And he puts Chucky in his trunk load of toys for whatever reason. That's not suspicious. And then he, so he puts them in his backseat full of toys, which is also not very suspicious at all either. And uh, <laughs> to go to a liquor store and buy vodka, <laughs> which is definitely not suspicious. It was the 80s still. It was a no. different time. Actually, this was 1990, wasn't it? Yeah, but, you know, bottle of vodka, car full of toys. It's the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you mind, bitches? <laughs> it's going to be full of trading cards by, like, five years from then. <laughs> but, uh... And pogs, lots of pogs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so eventually Chucky easily finds Andy's location. And this happens, honestly, all within like the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it starts off pretty quick. Like Chucky goes to yeah. Andy quick. So I think that's what makes it great, too, is that like. The first movie, it took, like you said, it took about 50 minutes to even see Chucky do anything. We did get to see somebody get killed. Uh, a few people get killed. But it's like, um, this movie is like, all right, we're centered around Chucky. Like, he's yeah. just as much as a character as Andy. So we're actually seeing him move from place to place instead of just telling, you know, allegedly saying this to Andy. We're actually watching him just have his own moments of talking. But, uh, I do love more of the horror or more of the toy like kills in this movie. Um, it seems like it took that theme of a toy and then really went with it. Like what? Because uh, when he kills like the the CEO guy, he wraps his like hands up with like jump rope. Oh yeah, and he bags him, <laughs> and. Uh, but then, uh, and then later he ends up killing the substitute teacher with like a yardstick and a, or whatever the air, air inflator. Right. So there's definitely like a lot of, it like definitely took that idea of toys and then like went with it more like up the ante, you know, in the second one, it wasn't just the slashing doll. He's got his own character. He sticks out from all the other slasher. Yeah. Movies. It's his thing. Like, okay. Have you, uh, how are you a fan of the Ninja Turtle movies? <laughs> a little bit. Like, are you talking about the original ones or, like, the recent yeah. ones with Megan Fox? Yeah, like the originals. You ever seen Secret of the Ooze? I've seen not a whole lot. My brother was big into them. I mostly remember the worst one, which is the third one. Okay. Well, in Secret of the Ooze, uh, there's a fight at the beginning where they're in a toy store, and they're all, like, using toys and shit to fight the bad guys. And this whole movie sort of gave me that feel at times. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, it's kind of scary in the first one when Andy just grabs like a toy baseball bat. It's like, kid, you ain't got a chance. And, uh, but yeah, even when he goes like to the foster, uh, when he goes in his room, there's like full of toys and shit. And, uh, but this is where the suspense comes into the movie, um, that I think is a great scare because, um, you, there's the the movie did kind of like what I said about cabin fever and it shows you something that the uh, audience doesn't or that the characters don't know. And it, and it shows you just smash Chucky or Chucky just smashes Tommy, you know, like the, the doll that's supposed to be normal and swapped it out. 
But it's like that suspense of them not knowing of like when Andy's just carrying him around, he's not knowing yeah. that's Chucky the whole time. Which R.I.P. Tommy. Yeah. Eat dirt, Tommy. <laughs> but uh, that's definitely a great moment. That's a great that. Mm, there's two of my favorite funniest moments of this movie. And one of them is when that delay of Chucky saying, hi, my name is. Tommy, <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that the like the way they <laughs> yeah. animatronic, it's like it's so well done and comedic timing. But it's like I love the idea that Chucky can just use like the the doll type voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that is kind of weird that he can just like manipulate that. And it's like the only time I think he he's done it where he, it's like that would be really funny because it kind of reminds me of how like. uh how um Woody from Toy Story has like his when you pull a string it like says something that's what it kind of yeah. reminds me of but it's like the fact that he can control that I'm like that's kind of weird why don't they really emphasize on that that's interesting because I love it and later in the movie when the cop asks him he's like what's your name Spore and he just goes Chucky he's <laughs> 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 just don't expect it yeah no I, I thought that whole uh, car scene was great but uh yeah. We'll, we'll get to oh, that. So you, oh, yeah. That's right. I got to get through the whole... So where are we at? <laughs> um, uh, he just killed and buried oh, Okay, okay. So eventually... What's weird about that is that, like, not long after that, um, Chucky just reveals that he's there. Um, and then, so pretty much that moves to the next morning. He does that all the time, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, uh, it had this suspense of, like, oh, my God, he doesn't know it's him. He doesn't know that it's like him. And um, I forgot to mention that uh, he had overheard his parents or his foster parents talking about now overcoming the fear, of, you know, the doll. So I really like how uh, Andy steps up and like actually tries to like the doll to kind of be comfortable and fit in with the family. Yeah, that didn't work out. Um, I don't know if that was something that you really liked or not. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good plot point to sort of get him closer to chucky tommy tommy yeah because i i just like that he had like a character development of like okay i'm gonna overcome this fear um i'm gonna put this shit behind me but it sucks where it's like oh kid you got the wrong doll yeah <laughs> and um but uh so yeah so eventually he gets tied up not long after that goes to school chucky follows him by getting stuffed in the muffler which is a funny ass shot of his legs kicking <laughs> happens yeah. again in uh child's play three when he's he's dangling on something his feet are kicking i'm like god damn it's beautiful every time um <laughs> but yeah so andy goes to school and uh it doesn't go along too well there Chucky ends up writing on Andy's sheet, fuck you, bitch, and crayon, and it, like, <laughs> cracks me up. And so he stays after school because, you know, apparently the teacher's a bitch, whatever, fucker. Um, but so <laughs> Andy, or uh, Chucky, <laughs> manages to stay there, too, after school. Kills the teacher. Andy escapes. And this is the part I really like. Andy has evolved so much from his character from his first movie. Because now he is ready to fight Chucky. Um, he has, I mean, in a terrible way. Because um, he realizes, I got to nip this shit in the butt. But I do like the fact that the kid just left and went to school and was like, my teacher died. 
<laughs> he doesn't say anything. <laughs> like, well, they're gonna figure that out. <laughs> Does yeah, like I don't even think that gets brought up or anything. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, they yeah. never bring it up. Because <laughs> I'll get to that what happens later. Um <laughs> so Andy steps up, he's like, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an adult. And I really like that about this, like, just child. He's like, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to, I'm going to actually fight this fucking thing. It's a doll. Fuck it. Um, so he grabs like an electric knife. It's a horrible weapon, but he, the, the kid tried, uh, goes in the basement to find him. Meanwhile, gets, uh, finds Chucky and fights him. Meanwhile, the dad comes downstairs and gets stripped by Chucky down the fucking steps. And that's a pretty fucking brutal death. Yeah. So Andy gets accused of it, and he tells this is the part that really gets me in suspense too in this movie. Andy tells his foster sister Kyle to he's still in the basement. He's like, I, I forgot what he says after that, but uh he goes back to his foster home, and so Kyle is like on the swing set, and she starts to notice, like, holy shit, this is the other good guy doll that's buried. And then right then and there, you hear something up in the attic or something like the upstairs. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, it feels like an oh, shit moment. And it's it's great. I'm like, oh, man, it's suspenseful. I mean, that whole that whole part when she's in the house, too, with that. And uh, what I like most is that she has her altercation with Chucky. And it's really suspenseful because you don't know what's going on. And then there's a shot of him rising from the sheet. Well, it's behind her. It's great. And then immediately right after that, it turns into the funniest scene like of the whole movie. When, yes. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I'll like, I let you take this part. Uh, if, if, you, if you feel free. Okay. So I think this is my favorite scene, at least comedic wise in the whole thing. Uh, maybe out of both movies. Uh, <laughs> So Chucky basically takes Kyle hostage and mm-hmm. makes her drive him to the orphanage or uh, as an orphanage. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, something like that. Probably not. Yeah. Her foster kids. Foster, <laughs> that's yeah. There you go. Same thing. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so Chucky makes her drive him there. And for some reason, they are just the best pair of characters to be together in these two movies. Yeah. Like, it's like. It's like, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? It it kind of reminds me of Tracy Morgan and Sean William Scott in Cop Out. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, it's a little bit of that, but if it was a horror. Like, it's movie. almost like a buddy cop scene. <laughs> like, Yeah, it almost, it, the tone really does shift because you can tell when they did that, the writers are like, you know what? I bet we could fill in a couple good jokes here. <laughs> they were like, how about they get pulled over? Yeah, and I love and it before I, they get pulled over. He's like, floor it. And she's like, get real. It's a station wagon. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just shut up and drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so they uh, they get pulled over. And the cop's like, hey, that's one of those dolls. And the, like, what's your name scene happens. And then he starts bleeding from his nose. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think my favorite line in the movie is what happens after where she's like, you've seen dolls that pee. This one bleeds <laughs> like that's so just bleeding. You never had what? a bleeding doll. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, 
But yeah, so um, after that, they head to the foster care place, mm-hmm. and uh, she tries to get rid of Chucky by crashing and sends him through the windshield. Yep. And then and tries as, to run him over and she as misses. He says, as he says, a very rememberable line, goddamn women drivers. It's like, I don't even agree with that, <laughs> but it, goddamn is it funny. Like, I don't even agree with it, right. but it's like, uh, but even if like you get like offended by it, which I, I every right to be, but um, it's like, oh yeah, Chucky's a bad guy. <laughs> it's like, we shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, no, he, he's not a good guy. He, He's a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, he's a good guy, but he's not a good guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're like, but I love that it's like, aside from the murder, that's not right. That's not a good take. <laughs> like, I think uh, if this movie happened in 2022, Chucky would be canceled. I think he would still say it. I really do. Yes. I, I'm a, curious. He's a terrible yeah. human being doll. There's a new TV series. I haven't watched it. I think Brad Dorff does voice it. and He does. And so I would imagine there's got to be some kind of jokes in there. Because that's the thing about Chucky. He's the sleazy serial killer. It's funny because he's a doll. It's, uh, it's Dude, so gimmicky. Okay. Since, since we're on this subject, I've seen the first like seven or so episodes of season one. And, uh, so the main character that Chucky is like attached to, you know, like mm-hmm. the kid that he's like with, mm-hmm. uh, he's gay and Chucky is like, oh, bash him. super cool about it. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Chucky is an LGBTQ ally, dude. <laughs> like, you know, I think he even says a line like I'm a serial killer, but I'm not a monster or something like that. And I think yeah. that like photo. Yeah, which I kind of love. Yeah. Cause uh he mentions I haven't seen these movies, but uh I know he has a kid. Yeah. Who is both a kid, that's guy right, and that's, a girl. That's what it was, because it was like, wow, he's really grown because he wanted him to be a boy. Yeah. And then uh that's yeah, really interesting. It's a little shit like that. No, and he he like even brings up his kid and he's like, I accepted them for who they were. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really interesting. Anyways. Out of the worst one out of the whole series too. You know, that that's growth growth. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, anyways though, but, uh, yeah, she crashes the car to try to stop Chucky and mm-hmm. tries to run him over and she misses. And then she gets out of the car for some reason, Cause, uh, yep. which I wouldn't no, do. Cause movie. She saw the first one and was like, I'm not going to deal yeah, with Chris Sarandon's uh, bullshit that he had to deal with. I, I'm glad we crashed now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Chucky takes her hostage again and goes up to the foster care home. And I'll, I'll send it back to you. For okay, that. so then Andy immediately starts packing. And I really enjoy the way that it's filmed because a fire alarm is pulled. So Andy kind of sees, all right, this is my time to escape. But once he goes down to the steps and he sees that Kyle's there with the doll, he just stops dead in his tracks. And it's like for this kid to realize, oh, man, he's already gone to her. And it's like, it's what my worst fear is. But you you see all these other kids just booking it. And it's like he doesn't give a shit. And it's uh, it's a really it's really well done. Especially when the fact that he's just sliding the knife like against her back, like, oh, damn, he doesn't even see it. But then eventually Chucky kills the foster worker that's there. Yeah, like the person in charge. 
on the photocopier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's got a, uh, that's got one of my favorite lines too. Would after she's just like dying, Andy is just staring at her and Chucky's like, uh, snap out of it. You act like you've never seen a dead body before. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that's great, and when he says we're gonna we're gonna play a little game, but Chucky says Chucky says move your ass. <laughs> like I don't know why that kills me too. Like it's a great dude, line. he had so many funny lines in this movie. Yeah, it's just like it is a really great. I think that's what makes it so good. It's like there's a lot of good suspenseful horror moments and a lot of good kills, and then it's like it's really probably the funniest. Yeah, too, because another scene that kills me is when they escape the Foster. Um, it's just Andy and Chucky and they're in the back of a newspaper truck. And when Kyle's like chasing it, him flipping it off, just, it's never failed to make me laugh. Right. It's just so well puppeteered to just bam. <laughs> <laughs> and when the, and when the driver goes, you crazy bitch, like every time, <laughs> like I notice I say that line once in a while, but, um, but then after that comes like the most climactic ending to a slasher movie. And such this a great is where, like setting for it too. Yeah, and it's and I don't even know why. Um because like my thing, I remember being afraid of Chucky when I was a kid, so even though I was watching horror movies for some reason Chucky. There was a few things that really scared me as a kid and I noticed it was a thing with faces. Um it was always uh, the Exorcist, um, Chucky, the kid in Pet Cemetery, and then I don't remember what else, but that shit would freak me out. And uh, I remember catching the ending of Child's Play Two, and I remember like, wow, they're in a warehouse full of dolls. I'm like, that's like a million Chucky's. <laughs> and then it's like, no, it. It doesn't work like that. There's only one. And then it's like, well, why is it there in the first place? Right. Is It is weird, but it's, like, cool at the same time, you know? Yeah, I thought it was a great place to have it, the ending. Yeah, because it was, like, at one part, it's like, all right, this is where Ducky, Chucky was made. Ducky. Ducky. Um, Chucky was made. <laughs> ducky. I have a ducky. Um... <laughs> But it's like not only is this where he's made, but this is uh this is an industrial setting, so like anything dangerous could also happen here too. Right. And um I love that fucking this is another one, Matt. This I'm gonna say it here, just like the first one. Lightning's going off. <laughs> I'm gonna get you fuckers is screamed. <laughs> uh you know, a lot of things are going off. But then, like dolls get backed up on a on a on a production line, and a dude's like, "What's going on over here?" <laughs> right. Which uh, I think that dude had the most brutal death in this movie. It's all it's in both of these movies. It's some random guy at the end. I would say either that or the back suffocate. No, I don't know. It probably would be, but would it be instant though? Is the question because I want to know how he died by eyeballs. Death by eyeballs. Death by eyeballs. <laughs> That's the only thing. So if it was instant, it might not have been that bad. If you had to clean it up, yes. But if it wasn't instant, um, I thought he instantly died. Oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> versus 
getting suffocated in I'm, a bag. I'm not a coroner, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they went through. I mean, I do, but not emotionally. Um, but yeah, so yeah, a guy gets his eyeballs um, popped open and socketed in. I think that's even in like the trailer too. So they were like, yeah, oh yeah, because they're even like only the eighties when they were like, keep. I think the trailer specifically like keep your eyes out for it, and then like this show sad. I'm like, whoa, jeez, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah. So talking about um, this is, but everything's so climactic about this scene because not only is it like this warehouse full of dolls, um, there's this maze of them being lost in there, and then like the suspenseful scene of them climbing up the the belt, right? And when Chucky gets his hand in there and he replaces it with a knife, it's such a badass scene, dude. I I like like we said when the cabin fever episode. I'm not big on gore. When he ripped off his own mm-hmm. hand, dude, I was like, <laughs> "You're like, you could do that." They made it look so weirdly realistic. Like, yeah. the fact that you see the rubberness of the exterior, but then you have like, you see that it's mostly flesh on the inside. You're like, "Whole like, if that was to be true, this is how I would imagine it would be: rubber right. on the outside, mostly flesh on the inside. Like, it's so disturbing looking, and." um Probably really easy for them. Can I can I read you my notes for that for that part real quick? Yes, indeed. So so I wrote, uh, Chucky pulls off his own hand. It's pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> and then in all capital letters, I wrote, Oh my god, knife hand. <laughs> yeah, knife hand. I can only imagine <laughs> how I love his eyebrow like raised when he right before he just jabs his arm in there. Like, what if he was off? Like, what if it was off centered? He was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, and that doesn't, he doesn't really utilize it cause he doesn't really stab anybody with it. He karate chops the one yeah, dude. Not really. But he, I think he hits him more in like the forearm instead of the blade, but it's still like, wow. Right. If there was like a, um, I don't know if there was like a video game of Chucky, that would definitely be one of his costume options. Like a, like a smash bros type thing. It would definitely be like, <laughs> you know, knife hand Chucky. Um, Knife hand, knife hand, because it's like it really just cranks it up to ten when when it gets to the scene because it's like that happens. Um, talking about how like long it took him to die in the first one, the second one it was like, oh my god, how many more things are gonna happen to him? Because uh, he gets his hand ripped off, he gets fucked up. Yes, like he just gets tortured and it was just like you could tell they had a props department and was just like we're just giving it our all we're just cranking it to like 11 <laughs> we're just they're like yeah fucking throw that in the movie throw that in. and it's fun it never stops it's like holy shit how much more is this gonna happen because first off he gets um stapled and stuck to this thing and he gets put in this uh plastic thing where it fuses a lot of body parts together and it comes out and it's just his legs there and you're like wow they really killed him right. but you realize oh shit he's on a cart just like mobile on that shit just fisting it chucky on wheels yeah chucky wheels <laughs> hot wheels <laughs> but uh so he starts going by that which is very interesting image and then uh and then he gets covered in plastic, hot boiling plastic. Yeah. And then he goes into booger looking, doo-doo <laughs> looking, uh 
<laughs> Chucky to where he, which is also the most terrifying looking Chucky. There's a uh, Goosebumps um, book called, I think you can't scare me. And like the cover of it was some, like some mud monsters. And that's what it really reminds me of. Okay. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen that book cover. I don't think so, but I know Chucky looked fucking terrifying here. Yeah, the way that he was just missing an eyeball almost, and it was like drooping in his eye socket. It was like, wow, brutal. Yeah. And I just think it's funny that his little arms are just like shaking while he's like that. He's like a bald baby. <laughs> and uh, he was like a pizza baby. He was a pizza ball baby. <laughs> right. You this know, what, you know what it looked ball like? Too. <laughs> you know what it looked like? Uh, have you ever seen that video? It's a short video, and it's a kid covered in peanut butter. And it turns him, and he just goes, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he looked like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He really just did put a diaper on that baby. That's what that kid was going for for Halloween. That kid is going places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that's. And then so he comes alive as plastic peanut butter baby <laughs> and uh, peanut butter Chucky. And, um. And eventually, I believe Kyle, is it Kyle that finds yeah. it or Andy that finds it, uh, hose line, and just puts it in his mouth. He can't pull it out because that would make sense, but um, <laughs> he just stands. He can grab on to like, somebody fighting back, but he can't pull a hose out of his mouth or spit <laughs> it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his head just like, fucking explodes, and... Uh, the heart doesn't matter anymore. Your head explodes. That's what matters, and it's it's gruesome, and it's a beautiful slow-mo shot. And it was like we had all this, like, what a climactic ending. Like, no matter what you were watching before this last 20 minutes, you don't even give a shit. This was the movie right here. Right. Um, that's how it's kind of like from Dust Till Dawn a little bit, how it feels like, man, this was the part of the movie, like, I'm going to be rewatching. Yeah, and then, it, like, the first movie, it just kind of ends right there. Yeah, they're just like it's whatever. <laughs> We're just gonna walk in the sunset. We left the, we left the th- the first shift guys come in and go, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like just them walking off in the sunset and just cars are just pulling in. They're like, oh yeah, Frank from third shift must have must have slept overnight. <laughs> so, uh, since we just covered the ending and Chucky blowing up. Uh, having not mm-hmm. seen the third movie, how do they bring him back? Like, you can go ahead and spoil this for me. Uh, you know. No, go ahead and guess. Go ahead and guess, Matt. I want you to because they do. They sh- they show. I mean, uh, yeah, they I show. They bring him back. Um, it's not like it skips and it's a whole other movie. It right. shows that whole factory and everything. Does does a piece of him? Attached to another doll? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, really? So you see this like dusty factory. Yeah, you see this dusty factory. And these people clean it up. And then like for whatever reason, they just see this leftover just body of just plastic just sitting there. So they just pick it up with a crane and they just put it in like an incinerator <laughs> and melt it as to make a new doll. Oh. So it's pretty much what the second one started as, just manufacturally. They need to stop using old parts for dolls. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should stop doing that. Stop recycling. <laughs> in the in the weirdest in the weirdest part. Yeah, I know, right? 
the weirdest part of it all is that it shows the corporate guy again, and then they're talking about like a slideshow thing about Andy and his accused doll. And I'm like, this is, this is, I was like, this is fitting for the second one. This is like the same movie. And then so it shows the same corporate guy. And then, so you know how you watch the second guy get killed, or in the second one you watch, like, his partner get killed? It happens again in the third one. Like, a dude looks almost identical to him. It's not him, though. Almost identical. And he also gets, or he doesn't get killed. But it's like, didn't you die? Like, when I would watch it, I'm like, didn't you die? And I think it's just a whole other person that just looks like him. But I hate it. (laughs) It really bothers me. (laughs) All right. So, um, there is some parts I want to go back to that I have, I have stuff I needed. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the basement scene where he goes down there with the electric knife. Yeah. uh, Very suspenseful. Yeah. I think that's, uh, the scariest part in the whole movie is him searching throughout the basement. Oh, I was just going to say, I think probably, um, what happens is because like, you kind of feel like him in that situation. Cause like, you know, you've been somewhere like that. Right. Where you're just like slowly going, and, and it's a creepy basement. Like Chucky, I like to imagine what Chucky was doing when he was thrown down there in between his time. Like he was just, just chilling. Like he can just go into Toy Story mode and just vibe off, and just <laughs> right sit there. But um, so at the end of that scene, when the dad, the foster dad, comes down the stairs, uh, this movie is the reason I do not like going downstairs with openings. Like, if there's stuff behind them like that, I'm always like, something yeah. is going to cut my fucking uh, tendon or something, and I'm going to die. Like, Yeah. So, like, stairs that have openings like that, just a no-go. Like, you Yeah, like and it's, a it's all because right of this there. movie from seeing it as a kid. I've never even thought about that. Like, there's a... I can't think of any stairs like that, but now I'm, like, concerned about it if I see it. Good. You should be. Um, Great. Just add that to my... Add that to my list of fears. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, that whole death scene, like, I realized, like, it unlocked a part of my mind, and I was like, oh, this scene stuck with me when I saw it as a child. Yeah, it kind of seems realistic, too, because it's like, man, it really don't take much for you to, like, fucking fall on cement and just crack your neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that scene fucked me up as a kid. But, oh, the, uh, we didn't cover the callback to the battery scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing I really do like is that the second one, it didn't really just rehash the first movie. You kind of see Andy like really develop as a character Um, between being like a kid and he's afraid of Chucky. You know, he literally hides in a closet to where by the end of the second one, he's already tried to overcome that fear. He's tried to fight it. But then uh, also you see that he's learned from the last movie that like, yeah, I should check the batteries. Yeah. Like first thing he does. Yeah. He's like, so that's where I think Andy becomes like this really. And that's kind of what, how the move, the second one ends, you know, Kyle tries to tell him you can't rely on whatever. The only person you can rely is on yourself. And I do like the relationship between them. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, so basically by the end of the movie, you know, he's like, where do we go? And she's like, there is no home. And I, and I think you really see Annie become more of an independent person by himself, trying to, you know, get past his mom, um, and try to be an independent person. And I think he kind of already showed that a little bit with making breakfast in the morning. Cause I'm like, no, no kid, no kid steps up and makes toast. 
right yeah. kid that age no uh this movie really seemed to take andy from uh the victim of the first movie to the straight up protagonist of this movie i really liked that yeah oh yeah because i guess it's more of the mom that's more of the main character in the first one isn't she yeah i'd say so yeah, I didn't even think about that. And that's the thing, because I've always seen like the sequels first, so I just assumed Andy was always the protagonist, even with the first one. That's interesting. I never Yeah, no, I think I think he came more into that role like in this one. I never realized that. <laughs> but um Okay, so have have you seen like most of the sequels or all of the sequels? Um I have a box set of all of the sequels except for the remake and cult of Chucky, but I have, but I have seen those. Okay. So, um, I saw, cause I, I like to IMDB, like the movies and the cast mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm like, you know, where's this person? Like, what have I seen them in? And I saw the actress for Kyle shows up in other mm-hmm. movies as she, Kyle. So there was the movie series kind of, I'm not going to go into detail, but the movie series kind of did fall off the handle by Cedar Chucky. So by uh, Curse of Chucky, uh, there was like this big time gap, probably about 10 years or so, because we had heard a lot of copyrights between Universal and like somebody else. Um, I think the director. So Cult of Chucky was like, or sorry, Curse of Chucky was like straight home movie. And it actually wasn't too bad. It almost said like, at first came off as like a new like a reboot but then the right. ending of the movie kind of shows that like oh this is a sequel and it kind of found a way to tie everything together um by uh by curse of chucky so it's a really interesting movie series that like started to fall off the handle but then decided by the end of it oh we have a fan base we found a way to kind of pull it all together to make the series as a whole decent. And it's like, I've never seen that in another movie series. It's crazy because Kyle does come back and curse and uh, cult to Chucky because it shows all of the previous people. So I think I've seen cursed. Yeah. Is cursed the one where it's uh, the main characters in the wheelchair. Nope, That's actually cult. Oh, okay. never mind. (laughs) She, she is in a wheelchair. And then, well, actually, she's in both of them. Okay. She's in a wheelchair in both of them. But that's actually Brad Dourif's daughter yeah. that plays it. Yeah, I saw that. But, um, and uh, so there's a lot of interesting tie-ins. Um, but Kyle comes back. Um, Alex Vincent, that had played young Andy, had actually came back to play him as adult Andy in Cult. See, I... And I don't know if I've seen Colt, but I think Curse has a post credit scene with him. I believe so. Or it might not be post credits, but like the ending scene. Yeah, I haven't seen Colt or Curse in so long, and I kind of remember Colt a little more because I've seen it more recently. Um, even though I have it, right? And I ha- I don't have Colt. Um, <laughs> but it was really I really enjoyed it as a fan service because um because it has Jennifer Tilly kind of tie it all in by having these be more than just one Chucky. And now it's like, it was something, it was a new idea that was very daring, but it managed to work because it's like, how much more ridiculous can it get? It, Cause it was like, yeah, we could duplicate right. Chucky's with blood. And then it was like, um, 
yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> it was like it's it's already <laughs> voodoo. I mean, how much more weirder is it gonna get? And it's like it seems valid, right. but um, <laughs> but yeah, that is um. How many of the sequels have you seen, Matt? So let's see. I'll I'll go through all the Chucky's I've seen. <laughs> so I've seen Child's Play one and two. Um, I've seen Curse of Chucky. I don't think I've seen Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky. So those are actually the funniest ones. Um, Bride of Chucky. That, that's what it seemed. Like. Bride of Chucky is actually interesting. It was. Uh, it's a good nostalgia trip for the nineties. Um, but it's um, it's pretty funny, and it, it's like uh, it's definitely more of the comedy aspect. But then by uh, Seed of Chucky, it's pretty much all comedy. And it just happened to get kills. But it's such a weird movie when I rewatched it because it breaks the fourth wall. So I don't even know what to compare it to because like Red Man is in it and Jennifer Tilly and they're both as themselves. Meanwhile, Jennifer Tilly is voice. Yeah. And she was a different character and it's weird. (laughs) So I kind of I read through the synopsis of these movies. And uh, yeah, it seemed like it because so she plays Tiffany and then in Seed of Chucky, I think it is. She ends up taking over Jennifer Tilly's body, correct? Oh, that's right, because they ship her there. And so by cult, right, she is Jennifer Tilly. Like she's just Jennifer Tilly playing Jennifer Tilly. (laughs) She's a dude disguised as another dude. Back on track here, uh, we covered my what I thought was my favorite horror scene in the movie. Which one was yours? Uh, as for the second one, yeah. um, I would have to say, I would have to say the whole scene when Kyle finds out about the Tommy doll that was a close second for mine because, yeah. like, when because she does get in defense mode when she's like smart enough to grab the knife, um. And it's like, oh, it's like you kind of know that the mom is dead, but you're just like how slow it is on the suspense of it. You're just like, oh, I can't wait to see it. And uh, <laughs> and like I said, when he's like under the bed, it's just well-timed like camera work between like when she's looking around and it's in the POV where she looks and she looks on the ground and the knife is there and she goes to grab it and Chucky snatches it and then you just go, oh shit, get the fuck out of the house. Like it's definitely like uh suspenseful build up and then it's becomes fast movement right away. And I and I think that's what I really like about it. All right. Um so I don't want to kind of cut us off, but we've been talking for a while here about these two yeah. movies. Um Hell so yeah. I guess we'll I could get... talk about all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess we'll kind of get to the point here. Um after rewatching these movies. Do you think this uh, Ice Nine Kills song did a good job of capturing the spirits of it? So, so far, um, what I've heard, it is the song that is most captured, has captured the captured it the most. Um, I, I'd agree with that. And I think because it's like, it's just the song by the core is already, uh, um, it's already kind of like a child's like play song. And like we said that the chorus was kind of like the toys are us theme. Um, it's definitely right. into that toy um, just musically, 
But then um, a lot of the things that are added into it, like the uh, the seance words, uh, you know, yelling Andy, come out and play. And then um, there was another thing I don't remember that I was like, it's going to really <laughs> bother me. But I do love that it's also part. You know, the other thing I do like about it, too, is that um, it is kind of reflective of the Child's Play series because it knows when to be funny. Um, because that's kind of how the song is. You kind of hear like squeaky toy sounds and it's kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of like it reminded me of like a Frank Zappa song because it'll be like really goofy and random noises and uh, it'll jump to one part. And it was like really it was just the entertainment volume was just cranked on it. And it's uh, it's really interesting what I uh, so like it has like a little bit of uh funness to it you know aside from just having the music kind of just like how the movies kind of have like that little bit of like humor thrown into just being a slasher movie yeah but uh the other thing was too that gets shouted uh in the song is heidi ho and i do love that right Uh, like heidi ho yeah (laughs) and because that's what the the good guy dolls heidi ho you know ha 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 uh thing right and I uh, I was like, oh, damn, that's great. I was like, the way they implemented that into the song. And I was like, that's definitely references and go. Because you can listen to it and just know if you're a fan of it like I was, you can notice all those things. Um, So far, it's been, like like I said, better than um, Rash Decisions. Because there wasn't as much yeah, references I, to the movie. I, I think we're in agreement there that so far, this is uh, the top out of the two. And do you want my opinion musically? I actually think that Rash Decisions might be musically my favorite song that I've heard so far. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because, yeah, like like we said, we're going to find your favorite song, my favorite movie. And uh, together yeah. we're going to find out which song captured the movie the best. With the power of which, friendship. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, I definitely liked these movies more than Cabin Fever. Um, do I, I you, had more fun uh, watching them. I was gonna say I was actually that was gonna be my next question. Did you, um, actually between Child's Play one, two, and Cabin Fever, where where would you put the which one do you like the at the likeliness? Uh, if I'm counting all three movies, I'd go Child's Play two, Child's Play, and then Cabin Fever. <laughs> oh, really? I would probably yeah. put Cabin Fever as number two and Child's Play two as number one. I'd probably put See, the. F- I, I I thought they were both great. Not that I didn't like Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is really I bleak. A lot more. Sometimes when you get a yeah. bleak movie, you tend to. It, I don't know why. It just doesn't really leave a likeliness for it as much. Yeah, it's it's bleak. Not like a uh, not like a serial killer trying to take over the body of a young boy. Yeah, that ends up dying yeah. <laughs> and losing his mom. And wait for the first shift guys to come to the Toyland <laughs> factory. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Well, uh, that's where we're standing right now. Um, before we wrap things up here, I want to do what we did last episode, where uh, I want you to try to guess what movie the next song is without knowing anything about it. So I'm not going to tell you the title or anything yet. You want me to guess what the next movie yeah, is? Yeah, with no hints at all. Uh, I, I Statistically... Statistically, I should just keep saying the same movie name. Which movie did you say well, last that time? That would be fun. I said Friday the 13th last time. Okay. 
I'll, I'll give you this one hint. It's not that. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to stick to the slasher realm. Uh, I'm going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre for just to, for just to give and take. Okay. I'm only saying that because I see my deck of cards of it. <laughs> well, we'll, we will find that out at the end of, or at, not at the end. We'll find that out at the beginning of the next episode. Woo. Uh, before we go, Austin, do you want to hit us with a with a horror movie line? Um, actually, what I was gonna do is, Matt, where can uh, where can people find you? Um, uh, probably at my home address, which is uh, bleep. No, I'm just kidding. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm bad about this uh, integration thing. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to me, you can follow my other podcasts, uh, Supernormal and Pilot Seasons. As I've been a guest on there once or twice, I don't remember. Uh, it's it's been twice. Yeah, a big deuce. You're in the lead right now. I'm in the lead. I'm not not the lead guest. But uh, yeah. If I get on two more, I become a co-host. <laughs> Apparently, that's how that works. If I, I just got to get my card stamped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We got to get you um, a little punch card. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, where where can people find you, sir? You can find me at home sleeping, but I'm an off time. Uh, you can find uh, random projects that I do on TikTok or on YouTube at Big D Liquor. Liquor as in uh, alcohol liquor, L-I-Q-U-O-R, I think. Is that how you spell it? it I've had right. that name for so long, I don't even know how to spell it. Yeah, something like that. If it's not, it's O-U-R. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely go check out Matt's <laughs> other podcast if you haven't, if you've liked what you've heard on this so far. And go check out Austin's YouTube channel. He has lots of stuff about horror movies and video oh, games and TV oh, shows. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> you like horror movies? Come on down. I my my fucking channel's got lots of it. It does. All right. Um, you want to hit us with that with that line, Austin? You got yeah, one ready? Yeah. Today's oh. line. Um, I was like about to say what it, what movie I could say that today's line is brought yeah, to you no. by. You know, that's what I'll do. Yeah. All right. Today's today's line is brought to you by Sleepaway Camp. Eat shit and live. Uh-huh. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Am I getting better at my tenality? Yeah, you really is. You really is. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.